Hi, and welcome to the Frugal Debt-Free Life Podcast. I'm your host, Lydia Sin, and I am passionate about teaching people how to save time and manage their finances. So if you're ready for a shame-free, grace-filled money discussion, you've come to the right place. Hi, everyone, and welcome. Today, I am sitting down with Rachel Coons, who is a grocery saving expert. Rachel and her family live in California, but she still keeps her grocery budget to about $5 a person a day, and she's going to tell us how to do it, all of her tips and tricks. So if you're ready to save money on groceries, let's get started. So today, I am excited to have Rachel Coons, who is a grocery saving expert. Rachel, why don't you introduce yourself? Hello. I'm so happy to be here. Thanks for letting me come on the show. Um, I My name is Rachel, and I help, basically, I help people save money on groceries. I am a mom of four. We live, my husband and our family, we live in Northern California, and um about two and a half years ago, I just realized that groceries were a huge problem for a lot of people and spent over people were overspending on groceries. And so I started my own journey of trying to save money and um, wanted to help other people as well. I started sharing on my social media platforms and other people were, you know, taking my tips and implementing them into their lives. And they felt like they saved a lot of money. Anyways, it's just kind of like exploded from there. Um, so that's what I do. I also like, I'm a busy mom of four. I teach fitness classes on the side. Um, we love to be outdoors. We love to hike. We love to boat. We love to do all those things. So that's a little about me. That's great. And I love that you're sharing these tips, especially because you, you live in a high cost of living area. Totally. So I feel like Any information you can give us is going to be gold. (laughs) So say that I want to crack down on my grocery spending. What's the first thing that I need to do? So first thing, when someone comes to me and says, what do I do? I mean, obviously there's so much you can do. And it's kind of like, what's the, what's going to make the biggest impact right away. And the first thing I have my students do is start tracking their spending, Mm -hmm. right? That's the same thing with budgeting, like just seeing what you're spending and being like aware of what you're spending tends to help people cut back and will save money just from doing that. So tracking your spending. And I always tell people to keep it super simple. It doesn't have to be like an Excel spreadsheet. It doesn't have to be an app with grocery spending. We like, I see people drop within like the first week, within the first two weeks, just by putting a note on their phone. Every time you walk into the grocery store, put it in your phone, how much you spent. And then the next time you do it. And so you can see like what you're spending throughout the month. Um, So that's where I start. In the limited amount of budgets that I help people with, that is a a thing that I think most people don't realize is they're spending way more than they think they are on groceries. So they'll have like 300, $400, $500 allotted, and they'll end up spending $1,500, $2,000 on groceries. And that's what I tell them. You're always spending more than you realize because you're not tracking and you can do it in the notes app on your phone. Um, And there are all sorts of, you know, rebate programs where you scan your receipts and you can keep a tally that way, but that's a great tip. Yep. Yep. Totally. So where are some areas where you suggest people cut back? Oh, that's a good question. Um, Okay. So when it comes to grocery spending, this is one of the 
uh, one of the most frequent transactions I would say people spend money on. We have to feed our families. We have to go to the grocery store. And so we do it like without even thinking. And it becomes part of our routine that we just go to the grocery store often. Mm -hmm. So when I, when I say cut back, I actually don't want people necessarily to change what they're buying. There's a lot of things that we can kind of tweak and, and adjust with their whole routine, Mm -hmm. but going to the store less and Mm -hmm. just doing that transaction less will for sure save them a lot of money. Now, if you're wanting a specific like food group to cut back on, it would be snacking. That is what I was going to say. (laughs) Yes. Cutting back on those snack foods. Snacks tend to be really expensive. They're more processed. Mm -hmm. They are they're they're more per price per ounce. So when we cut back on snack foods and not snacking isn't bad, right? We can snack frugally, but those prepackaged snack foods will kill your budget so easily. But also cutting back on going to the grocery store, I feel like every time you go, you know, you just run in for bread or milk or pasta sauce, you're going to spend 30 or $40 every single time. Yep. Even if you go in like with an intention, like I'm all, I only have to get spaghetti sauce. How often are we just throwing things that we see? Oh, maybe I'm going to need spinach later. Maybe Mm -hmm. I'm going to need a gallon. Like it's, it, it becomes this, like, you're always trying to play catch up instead of playing, like going to the store with a plan already. And what do I have at home that I can use in lieu of having to buy something in between grocery shopping trips? That's become like a game for us. Yes. Yes. I call it, I have a term for it. I call it shopping the shelf. Yes. Okay. So walk us through that. Okay. So shopping the shelf is the idea that you should be shopping your shelf, your pantry, your fridge, your freezer, before you ever think about shopping the grocery store, because everything in your house is already bought. It's free. You don't have to pay for it anymore. Uh, And there's so many times that people are meal planning or they're heading to the grocery store to buy produce when they have so much food, so much food. Like I can't even believe sometimes I see people's pictures and there's no shame in this, but some people have so much food at their house and they're still going to the grocery store every couple of days. And, And it's like, let's, let's work through the food that you have in your house and get that lower before you even think about going to the grocery store. Yeah. Make a meal plan just on what you have in your house. So meal planning is, I'm very passionate about this almost to a level of annoyance, but I feel like my two tips are always make a budget, make a meal plan, like plan, get out your planner and let's plan because your life will be so much easier if you just have a little, just a little plan. So what is your meal planning process like? Okay. So first, like when I even think about meal planning, I only meal plan every two weeks. So I meal plan and shop for groceries every two weeks. Again, I'm trying to space out my grocery trips as much as possible. And that two week grocery shopping allows me to bulk buy. Mm -hmm. So like I'm using through all that food. It helps me use up all the food before I go to the next grocery trip. So when I'm, when I meal plan, I'm meal planning for two weeks and I meal plan about four to five meals per week and buy for those four to five meals. I don't meal plan for seven days a week because I feel like when I meal plan for that many days, I overbuy and then yeah. I have food waste and I don't, I can't get through all of that food. So first thing before I ever even start to meal plan, I actually, and I order my groceries online. It sounds like you do that too. Yes. Um, I add there, there's food that we have to have on hand in our house, mm-hmm. butter, milk, eggs, bread, those kinds of things. 
So I have a list of essentials that are things that like, if I ran out of this item, I would have to go to the grocery store and get it like today, you know, that's things that we have to have. So I add those essential items to my order first, and then I can see where I'm at with my budget. Am I, am I really like far under budget or am I getting close to the, my budget number? And then from there I go shop my shelf and I meal plan based off of meals of food that I already have in the house. And then I figure out, okay, where's my budget at? How far am I away from my budget? And then I know what kind of meals I can finish off my meal plan with. Mm-hmm. So like if we wanted to do a more expensive meal or if if we're at budget and we're like, we're just going to have to shop the shelf as, for as much as we can for these next weeks, that's how I base my meal plan off of, it's always off of my budget. It's always off of that order and my essentials list. Do you find it's like a game, like to, to get totally. into that? <laughs> To that budget. Yes. But I mean, but the thing is also so many people are like, I hate meal planning. I don't want a meal plan. And then I'm like, don't do it every week. Then do it every two weeks. You don't have, even if you, even if you grocery shopped every week, you could still meal plan for two weeks in advance, right? Like you could just bust it out. It now that I'm in that system, now that I have that routine, it only takes me 30 minutes. And then like this time savings that you have, for the, the next two weeks, when you're not stressed at dinner time, mm-hmm. when you know exactly what you're going to eat, it just makes it so much easier to put that, put the work in, get it done and then relax. Something that we have started doing and not everyone can do this because I love the comfort of routine. And I acknowledge that there are people who get bored, but we eat the same thing on Monday and Tuesday. Every week we have chicken Caesar salad on Monday. We have chicken tacos on Tuesday. We go ahead on Sunday and chop the chicken, marinate it, seal it up. And so when Monday and Tuesday roll around, it takes us like 10 minutes to get dinner ready. So you're getting the routine. You're getting the, like the easy meals, but then you also have a lot of variety on the other days. If you want to do something else on when it's not like every day you're eating the same thing. I love that. I think that's a great idea. But those are the days that, I wouldn't say that we're the busiest, but we do have a lot that goes on on Monday and Tuesday and just knowing like, well, dinner's taken care of and it's prepped and it's all done just makes me feel a lot more peace going into the week. Yeah. I love that. That's awesome. That's really good. And you can meal prep, right? You're meal prepping on Sunday. So you don't even have to think about what's on Monday and Tuesday. Yep. Okay. So this is a question I'm going to get asked because you do your two week grocery shopping. How do you handle produce? Yes. Okay. That's the first thing that people, the first be like, what do I do? Okay. So first off, there's a lot of produce that won't last two weeks, Yeah. but there is also a lot of produce that will last two weeks. Mm -hmm. So what I tell my students is that first week, who cares? You can buy the raspberries, you can buy the spinach, you can get all those things that are maybe a little bit more perishable. And then that second week, focus on long lasting produce options. Now it does depend where you live in the Mm -hmm. United States depending on where produce is produce for me, like I can get produce to last a, like three and four weeks where I live just because of the freshness of where we are. But in that second week, you're focusing on like fruits with, with skins on them. Those always last like melons, oranges, apples will last a long time. So those are the types of produce items I buy for that second week. There's a lot of like vegetables would be like carrots, broccoli, onions, mm-hmm. celery, so meal planning those items. Now, just because I meal plan and grocery shop for two weeks doesn't mean you have to, but if you can't get produce to last for two weeks, I would do a big 
bulk grocery trip for those two weeks of all your non-perishable foods. And then on that second week, just go buy produce. Don't buy anything else. Just go straight, either walk in the grocery store and go straight to the produce section or order your food and order it online and just get produce. Mm-hmm. Um, every other, every, all the other perishable items like milk, you can freeze milk in the freezer. So I'll like b- bulk buy my milk and then I pop the gallons of milk in the freezer and they stay fresh. And whenever we need them, we pull them out. Same thing with bread, butter, all of those things. Mm-hmm. I just freeze everything. And then also when I'm getting closer to the end of my two week trip, there's canned food, vegetables, there's, um, mm-hmm. we use a lot of frozen produce as well. So there's other ways to get the produce, not having to have like, you know, super fresh and frozen, frozen vegetables are amazing. Um, Jennifer from kids eat in color. She's a, a registered dietitian. She was on the podcast probably like two years ago. But we uh-huh. talked about how people sleep on frozen vegetables and how they're they're still nutritionally sound. They're picked at the peak of freshness. And for me, they're they're not just a money saving hack; they're a time saving hack because I'm not chopping broccoli. The broccoli is ready to throw in the air fryer and go. Yes, but I was also going to say I also utilize my freezer a ton for produce. That if I have a produce item in my fridge that is about to go bad you can freeze almost everything. Mm -hmm. So like if spinach is about to go, you should never let a bag of spinach go bad. Throw it in a Ziploc bag, put it in the freezer and you can use it. I use it for smoothies. I use it for um, sauces or anything. I'll throw spinach in. So utilizing that to lessen food waste because a lot of times our food waste comes from our perishable items like produce. So using that as well. I freeze strawberries and I make jam, a low sugar jam. It's so easy. It's so good. My kids love it. They call it mom's famous jam. Like it's only famous in this house. But that's, and sometimes I'll make, this sounds gross, but it's called trash jam. And it's Uh all grapes that have gotten soft, strawberries, apple pieces, like the cores or the peels. And you boil it down, mash it, put some pectin in it. It's really good. And I feel like Ma Ingalls. I'm like, look at me. Yeah. That's amazing. I'm going to have to look that up because I think that sounds really yummy too. What are some like simple go-to meal ideas? Ooh, okay. I love this. So I'm a huge, I love my Instapot. I love my air fryer. Mm -hmm. So the way that I like to build, because a lot of my followers are moms, you know, we're moms. We have, you know, I I don't want to say picky eaters, but we have kids that are particular. So the way that I build my meals is I just want a protein, a produce item and a carb. And a lot of the times my meals just end up being like simple grilled mm-hmm. chicken, broccoli or roasted vegetable, and then a carb that I know like a rice or mashed potatoes or pasta or whatever. And so that way, it's not like I have to create a recipe. There's not a recipe that I'm following. It's like, what sauce can I put with this protein with this? You know, that is a really way, a simple way for me to build meals. And it's super shop the shelf friendly and it ends up being frugal. So those, that's how, that's like my, always my go-to like a stir fry or whatever. But then we also like my kids love spaghetti and meatballs. We do Instapot spaghetti and meatballs, kind of like your Monday and Tuesday thing. Mm -hmm. We do spaghetti and meatballs. That's like always our go-to it's eight minutes in the instant pot. I don't have to do anything. I throw everything in there. So that's one of, one of our favorites. Um, wait, I'm sorry. Hold up. I'm sorry. Can you tell us, <laughs> give us that information? Like, what do we do? Sorry, I did. I just kind of glazed over that, didn't I? Instant Pot. You put frozen meatballs in the bottom of the Instant Pot. Okay. Then you take some spaghetti noodles, crack them, 
and put them over the, the uh, meatballs. Then you take a jar of spaghetti. Oh, then I'll pour some like olive oil to kind of like get some That's oil everything. on the noodles. And then you take a jar of spaghetti sauce. You pour the whole jar on the noodles in the Instant Pot. Then fill that jar up with water and pour the water in. Then you seal it for eight minutes. You do like a quick or a pressure cook for eight minutes in your Instant Pot. Quick release. And you have spaghetti and meatballs that are so good. Oh my so goodness. good. That's, so yeah. You are changing lives out here, Rachel. <laughs> you, can you imagine coming home from karate at seven o'clock on a Thursday night and you're exhausted, but you've got meatballs in your freezer and sauce on your shelf? That's yep. Like I just need a second. <laughs> yeah, That's we amazing. we love that meal. I love that meal because I know my kids will eat it. It's yes. super fast. And those three items are on my essentials list, spaghetti, pasta sauce, and meatballs. So we always have them on hand. And those three items are frequently on sale. If you follow okay. the progression of the sales cycle at your local grocery store, you will see a pattern like every three months, pasta, meatballs, and sauce go on sale. Yes. So stock up, get them, um, make yourself so happy when you do. <laughs> we do... Um, meatball subs that's a big thing in our house yeah. I just throw it in the crock oh, yeah. pot with the sauce and the 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 meatballs and then you just have a little hoagie roll in the freezer and that's my like I'm exhausted and I can't think anymore meal yeah and I this is so funny like as we're talking about this I'm thinking about the people that come to me and are like you know are struggling with meal planning I think it's a lot of times because we just overcomplicate it yes like don't overcomplicate it five Find 15 meals, right? Find 10 meals. Just find 10 meals that you know your kids like, that you like cooking, that's easy to have the stuff on hand and just rotate through those meals. Mm -hmm. Like just start there. Start there, make yourself, make your life simple. Don't try and go and, you know, create all these new recipes and find new stuff. Like you, you, you can do it with just by just keeping it simple. And what did you enjoy as a kid? Like, what was that thing that your mom made that made you feel good, that made you happy? And how can you kind of modify it to fit the life that you're yes. living now? Okay, so what advice would you give to someone who is discouraged about the constantly fluctuating grocery prices? Oh, that's a really good question. Um, first off, a lot of people become emotional, like finances are an emotional thing. And it's mm -hmm. really, it can be very stressful and overwhelming. And I would say, the rising cost of grocery prices sucks. It's horrible. It's terrible, right? But we can't do anything to change it. Mm -hmm. There's nothing like we can't petition for grocery prices to be lower. What you can do is focusing on your own routine, on your own ways to save. And so even with rising grocery prices, there's a lot you can do to not have your bill rise with that. So my family, I have a family of six and I feed my family of six delicious, healthy, good food for about $700, $800 a month. So you can do it. You just might have to put a little bit more work in. Now, if, if you're okay with spending thousands and thousands of dollars, I say, go for it, do it. But if you want to save money and you, this is becoming a burden for you, then there's a lot of stuff that you can do to help that. And you, I think I saw on your Instagram, I'm sorry, circling kind of back to the produce question from the top of the show. Yeah. yeah. Breakdown. I think I remember seeing this. 
on your Instagram page of produce that lasts longer than others. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I did. I did a video like a week and a half ago about okay. that. Okay. Yeah, I yeah. saw it. I'm like, wait, I, that information is tickling the corner of my brain. Okay. Yes. So if you're listening to this podcast and you want that video, just message me and on Instagram and I'll send it to you. I'll link it in the show notes too. So that way no, it's, it is, um, it, I, I give a lot of content away for free, mm-hmm. right? People, you obviously, I have a program that you can, my eight week program that you can do, but I have followers saving hundreds and hundreds of dollars that don't ever do my program. They're just following what I do. They're watching my videos. So it doesn't, it's not, it's not rocket science. It's not magic. Uh, it's not secretive even like I want everybody to feel like they can be successful doing this. But sometimes you just need someone to show you where to go. Totally. Show you the path. Um, Yes. What are a couple of tips that you would give us for eating healthy while trying to save money? Love that. Okay. So the, it's like a common misconception that if I'm going to save money on groceries, I'm going to have to eat crap. I'm going to have to eat processed foods. Uh, and I just don't think that's true. I mainly, we mainly purchase whole foods. Like I'm not purchasing all the processed snacks. I'm not purchasing all those quick convenience foods. So I actually think that the clean, healthy foods end up being a lot cheaper because they go further and they're ingredient-based. When you eat off of an ingredient-based diet, you're eating healthier and you're also saving money. So like shopping that outer rim of the grocery store and not even going into the aisles tends to be healthier and it tends to be more affordable. Now, when people, they want to like link up healthy with like organic and dairy-free, gluten-free, those are separate, right? That like you can eat healthy and not eat organic. So that's a different, if you want to eat organic, we're going to have to adjust your budget and maybe you are going to spend a little bit more, but you can eat healthy and save a lot of money. Awesome. I love that. Um, When we focus on whole foods, sometimes just taking that 10, 15 minutes to prep that produce to make it a little bit more cooking friendly or snacking friendly ends up saving us a lot of money in the long run. Yes. Yes, totally. So one of the things that you talk about is spending $5 per person per day. Can you kind of break that down for us a little bit? Yeah. So the budget, the way that I budget people and to set a goal budget, right? Cause we want to start tracking. We want to have a number to aim for. I recommend starting at $5 per person per day. So you could, it's very easily calculated. If you have four people in your family, you're going to times that by five, that equals $20 a day times 30 is $600 a month. So that's just like a, a, a good place to start. It makes it easy when you have, if you have stepchildren that are only in your home for, you know, half of the month, you can calculate there what you're going to budget for them. If you have family visiting and you need to add a couple days, like, a couple meals or whatever you can budget for the people that are coming anyway. So it makes it easy to do that. Um, but that's like a good place to start and then adjusting from there. So if you want to eat organic, I would recommend eating, doing like $2 more per person per day. So just things like that, where we want like a good way to calculate it out and then we can adjust it from there. If I was just building a pantry, so say I have just graduated from college I'm moving into my first place. I need to build a pantry. What are a few staple items that you would recommend starting out with? So I would go back to that essentials list Mm -hmm. and think about the five meals that you want to be able to cook. What are some of the things that you want to have on hand? 
and then build it off of that. So if you know you're going to want those spaghetti and meatballs, then you're going to stock your pantry with spaghetti sauce and, and a jar, spaghetti sauce and spaghetti noodles, right? So basing it off of what meals you're going to eat. And then you fill in the blanks when it comes to other meals like breakfast and lunch and snacks. Oh, that's great. I, I, I really like the idea of an essentials list. I feel like that's a little eye-opening because we have a tendency to just, when grocery shopping, well, what do I feel like? What do yes. I have going on this week? And if we start with what do we always eat and what do we have on hand? I feel like that is going to save us so much money and time. So Rachel, where can we find you? I'm on social media. I'm on Instagram and TikTok. I'm probably more available on Instagram. Yeah. Um, my handle is at Hey Rachel Coons. And, and then link it in the show notes. Yeah, linked in the show notes. And then um, I also just recently, just like this past week, created a Facebook community. I've had people like, can we can we have somewhere where we can connect with other people, you know, in this community? And so that is a Facebook group called the Thrifty Foodies. Um, and I kind of, I kind of am in the background of that, um, answering questions and helping on there as well. That's amazing. And you have a course that you offer a few times a year. Yes. Yes. It's called the grocery budget Boot Camp, and it's just an eight week program. I have a method it's called my shop method. And if you follow me on social, you'll see it kind of mm -hmm. spurs in there. Um, but it's basically my four-step system to get you from overspending to not feeling like you have a routine to taking you through that process and getting you to spending $5 per person per day, as well as implementing those systems that now you can do this for forever. That's great. It's great that you're you're sharing so much with us, but you're also giving people tools that they can use to build those long-term habits, right? Because you know, as a trainer, that motivation yes. goes fast. <laughs> yes. Those habits are what like push us through to our next big goal. Right, right, exactly. So thank you for being here and y'all be sure to check out Rachel. You can find her in all the information that I've left in the show notes. Thank you, Rachel. Thanks so much for having me. And thank you for listening. You can find this episode and any episode you may have missed at frugaldebtfreelife.com backslash podcast. If you're listening on iTunes, I would love for you to leave a review. That is how people find the show. And I can continue to spread this message of debt freedom and saving money on the little things. Thank you for taking the time to listen. I appreciate you so much. And I hope you have a fantastic week and we will chat soon. <laughs>